0: Hi, my name is Dan, and in this world, I'm a lot of things. A father, a son, a brother, a talk radio host. But one thing that I'm definitely not is a Star Trek fan. However, my brother Joey... That's me. He is a Star Trek fan. But only the original series.
1: Live long and prosper.
0: He believes that if I sat down and watched the original series, that maybe, just maybe, I could become a fan too.
1: There's such great writing. How could you not?
0: So for the next 79 episodes of this podcast, that's what I'll be doing, watching every episode of the original series and coming here to discuss it after each one. So join me each week as I go through all 79 original Star Trek episodes. This is a tempting trek. And welcome back to another edition of Attempting Trek. My name is Dan. I am the one attempting Trek. As always, I am joined by superfan Joey. What's going on today, Joey?
1: Uh, you know, same old, same old.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's just get the pleasantries out of the way and let's get to it. Because this is not a normal edition of Attempting Trek where I, the Star Trek novice, am attempting to get through all of the original series episodes this is a special edition we are going over star trek 2 wrath of khan in conjunction with the 35th anniversary of that particular film there was a screening of it that happened in theaters all across the country you and i both saw it and uh i'm kind of excited about this one i gotta say yeah yeah i guess it was pretty good what? Wait a minute. How am I the one who's enthusiastic and you should be the one who's who's all, yes, this is great. I'm excited.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's Star Trek. It's good. Oh, you know. my God. This is Let's ridiculous.
0: This is ridiculous. You are excited about every episode that we've seen, and, and I'll tell you, we've seen some episodes that were not very good. <laughs>
1: well, you know, uh, the last one that we saw yeah. was was 1,200 points worthy. That was Space Seed.
0: Space Seed was good. The, Corbom- the Corbomite Maneuver, which I'm not sure if I can pronounce it, but also very, very good. There have yeah. been a couple of good ones. But what I'm telling yeah. you is that they were the, the clunkers that I saw, you clunkers. are excited about every single one of them. <laughs> and you should be excited about this because now we're in movie land, which is where I like to be.
1: Well, okay. As we start, you know, getting on with it, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll
0: pick up my energy. Unbelievable and ridiculous. You're, you know what? Th- this is what is known. This is what the kids call trolling. That's what you're doing the, right now. You are I trolling don't troll. me. I've so. never been known to be a troll. You are the original. No one knows this. No one knows this. <laughs> People don't know this. But Joey is the original troll. Okay, so let's get into what happens in Star Trek two Wrath of Khan. You ready?
1: Well wait a second, wait what? a second, wait a second. What? Well we gotta we've gotta do the stuff that makes the new people understand what we're doing.
0: Oh, okay. See, well maybe if you woke up, go ahead. Get to okay, it. Okay,
1: so okay well this this show of course called Attempting Trek and we're attempting to turn you into a fan and yes. you have come up with a point system yes. that will determine whether or not you're a fan.
0: Yes, but I don't I'm not assigning any points to this. Oh no? Why would I you know what? Listen the to you. Series. You are being a sneak and trying to get some points. This has the movies have nothing to do with a TV show. I mean, the, granted I understand the where the connection is, but you're not getting any points out of this, my friend. That's
1: crazy. There's That's crazy. No this points is a to uh, an episode that appeared in TOS. This is a TOS show. I know it's in the big screen, but it's
0: still TOS. I don't know how you could say that. This is. No, no, you don't get points for this. Of course we do. Of course we do. Of course we do. I'm not falling for any of your your Vulcan mind tricks, which I know that's not a thing, (laughs) but nonetheless. Remember. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. You're not imprinting whatever that they imprinted into McCoy's head. That's not happening here. No, no. How many points
1: do we have so far on the way to one hundred uh, thousand?
0: 2920 is what we ha- what we have right now. Twenty nine
1: twenty. Yeah. All right. All right.
0: All right. You feeling pretty good about that? I feel. I feel just fine about it. I'm not. Well, listen. This is not as though I have something invested. If we don't make it, I'll be fine either way. I'll just move on with my life. Let me tell you something, young man.
1: Tell Let me, me something. tell you a thing or two here. Please. All right. Yes. Something about something about this movie yes. that you may or may not know. Go a ahead. lot of people were really fine with it when it came out. A lot of people were extremely fine, extraordinarily fine, really excited, very happy. It was a big deal. Yes. It was one of the greatest box office openings in history. Am I right?
0: I believe you are right.
1: I believe it was the biggest one in history to that point. Am I right? That's possible. I don't know off the top of my head. I, I believe that if you check uh, Rotten Tomatoes, one of those places that you like to talk about on the Radio Dan show, it has a freshness rating of 88 percent, which I believe is pretty damn good. Am I right?
0: Uh yeah, but listen. Here's I'll tell you what I got a thing. I believe that if you go to
1: IMDb and you check their rating system, it gets a seven point seven out of ten. That's pretty damn good, am I right?
0: Yeah, sure, fine. I mean, any more
1: I believe that when you bring in ninety seven million dollars in nineteen eighty two money on a budget of eleven million Mm dollars, that's pretty
0: damn good. Am I right? That's that's phenomenal. That's exactly what you want to do. That's that's how you want to play. the kind it? of
1: energy you're looking for.
0: Yeah, that's a much better, actually.
1: I'm here, baby.
0: Okay, all right. Can we start the breakdown now?
1: This movie opens on June fourth, nineteen eighty-two. Okay, yeah. And as we discussed, the mm-hmm. reason that we're doing this is because. We were all geeked up about the opportunity to watch it again in the theater. Yes. And so we actually moved up our schedule. Yes. We were about to do The Conscience of the King, which is a first season episode, which I think is going to be pretty fun to do. Mm -hmm. But we thought, you know what? Let's seize the opportunity. Let's jump. Let's leapfrog over some of the other episodes to do Space Seed. Mm -hmm. And then immediately after that, we'll do Wrath of Khan. And yes. that's what we're doing today.
0: Okay. So, wait, wait. Can I start the breakdown now?
1: I think so. Oh, thank God. Get on with it, man. Get on with it.
0: All right. So, the first thing I'm going to tell you. Yes. Uh, here's here's my first knock against this movie. There we go. All right. The opening credits are lame. Oh. The op- what do you mean? I mean, it's just space, and then it's a slightly futuristic font. It's blue, baby. Again, it's blue. That's it. The opening <laughs> credits on the show are better than this. I, I you know why you can say all you want, but highly if I
1: think to so like nineteen eighty seven ish when RoboCop comes out, yeah. don't they have similar font and coloring? I,
0: what? I, I'm sorry. Am I going to sit here and tell you that that's a great title sequence?
1: I'm saying it goes on for an, at least another five years, maybe ten years. and They must have been doing something right. That's what I'm saying.
0: Oh, listen! Doing standard, boring title sequences is been going on forever. I, I don't think that that uh, we're not that's breaking into That's too bad
1: that ground. you had that that experience because I when I was in the theater watching this, I was like, "Wow, this is really cool."
0: Oh, that's so <laughs> hilarious. That is, I was, so, I was. that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because yes, I was thinking, yes. oh, this is so underwhelming. I'm so excited. And look, it's just like, yeah, okay. Right. I'm
1: like, I felt like I was just going back in time. And, you know, because I really have not watched this movie from beginning to end. Uh, it's possible in 35 years. Maybe I did, but I mean, it's so long ago. That it was so cool, I just felt like I was being drawn all the way back in and I loved it
0: Okay, that I can understand And I'll, I'll tell you, it's probably been a good 30 years since I've watched it from beginning to end It's sometime in the mid-80s that I would say is the last time that I watched it from the start to finish So Caught it on
1: I, HBO or something like that maybe
0: Yeah, I, I'll i tell you what, when we get to a certain point There's a point in this that, that uh, things are crystallized where it's like, oh yes Because I remember watching oh, it from this okay. point to the end of the movie so,
1: Oh, okay, great Great. Yeah. Okay.
0: Great. All right. So after we get past our lame opening credits, we're going to be on the bridge of a spaceship, probably the Enterprise, and we have whoever Lieutenant Savick is, but she's in command. I don't know this broad. She doesn't look familiar to me. I mean, other than she's Kirstie Alley. There's not that. that she should. No, yeah, exactly. She's not supposed to look familiar. But it's like, oh, yeah, look, there's Kirstie Alley. That's right.
1: She's never been seen before.
0: Yeah. The, and, and look how good here's the, here's the thing that that strikes me that's gonna continue to strike me the entire time that we talk about this how good the ship looks oh my god now okay granted i know in a second we're gonna we're gonna discuss that it's really a simulation but still it looks amazing does it okay. not what what's amazing about it the colors the lights d- d- okay so the graphics w- going from the original series to this it looks like it's it almost looks like this is a real ship, as opposed to <laughs> the goofball sets that I'm used to looking at on the original series. Like,
1: well, just imagine how it would have looked in 1982, though, right?
0: Oh, it must have looked amazing in 1982. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. the ship, all yes. of the ship looks really good. It, yeah, all of the right. corridors, all, you know, when we're when we're down where Scotty is in the engineering room, like everything, it looks like an actual. Like none of it looks like it's a set. Yeah, is really what right. I should say. Yeah. So okay, so that's the first thing that struck me. All right. So Lieutenant Savic, uh, she's in command, and we're seeing some familiar people on the on the Enterprise. McCoy is hanging around, and uh, Spock is there, and Uhura is there, and the ship, the Kobayashi Maru, Maru, which we're going to, which we're going to, ta- we're going to talk about this extensively in this movie. I did not realize. Yeah, maybe that. you will. I don't know how much it, it's going to pop up. Well, apparently this is a ship that's in the trouble – it's in trouble, it's in the neutral zone, and what do we do? We're not supposed to go over there. That's, uh, well, that's well, on the well, there's yeah.
1: another ship, right? I'm sorry. You're, sa- you're saying there's another ship
0: that's yes.
1: in the neutral zone. Yes. And the ship that she's in charge of, Mr. Savick, they yes. keep calling her Mr. Savick. They call
0: her Mr. Savick so much all the time, and it's funny every time to me. Yes. That they call her yes. Mr. All the time, yeah, and it's never acknowledged. It's never brought up that that it's happening, but I, I and I love that for it. I I love the fact that they, that they do that. It's oh. just normal. Yes, it's just this is just how it is. We, we've just decided that we're going to address her as Mister for whatever reason. Yeah. So right. yeah, so the they're on the Enterprise or whatever ship they're on, and the other ship is the Kobayashi Maru, and it's in the ne- the neutral zone and it's in trouble. Now we're not allowed to go into the neutral zone though. So we can either go there and help the ship out or we can, I don't know, call somebody else for help or we can just forget about it and go about our business because we don't even know those people anyway. It's not like we're going to have funerals to attend. So it's a little bit of a moral issue. What are we going to do here? You go into the neutral zone. You may end up with a whole world of problems. Or, well, can, yeah. or if you don't go you do know for sure that the people in trouble on that ship are going to die
2: yep
0: so so what do we do so she decides well let's go in there and let's 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 do the right thing and help people out and as, she, as soon as she goes in there klingon ships pop up which yep. i sh- which I, you know you know what struck me about this joey what we have yet to encounter Klingons in our oh, I know. In our I thought journey. About that. Oh, that was the I was like, oh yeah, haven't seen any Klingons, but yes, I do know the I do know the Klingon ships. So the yeah. the ships pop up, and well, they pretty much kill everybody <laughs> on the bridge. They well, shoot. There's three of them, yeah. I and mean, they're
1: like right in the view screen, right immediately. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, they're right there. They are right there. There's nothing you can do. It's it's way too fast.
1: Dun 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 Yes.
0: So they attack the ship, everybody on the bridge ends up dying, and then you find out it's a simulation. Okay, I will, st- I will tell you from the point where you learn that it's a simulation, and Kirk walks on. Yeah. Whoever decided to give him this intro into the movie, that guy gets a gold star. because
1: Nicholas Meyer, the director.
0: He walks on like, I don't know, like he's a superhero right they've got the, yeah. the he is backlit and all covered he's covered in shadow and there's light coming out around him and he walks yep. on like he is just the man it, like
1: he just came down from heaven
0: yeah it's really it's an awesome intro that he gets it's it's an all-time great intro for uh for a character And so here he walks on, and apparently Kirk is the instructor, and we're going to discuss the no-win situation, and we're going to talk about it about 16 more times before the movie is over. This is some sort of theme that's running throughout it.
2: I don't believe this was a fair test of my command abilities. And why not? Because there was no way to win. A no-win situation is the possibility every commander may face. Has that never occurred to you? No, sir. It has not.
0: Obviously, SAVIC did not pass this, but it it is a no-win situation, so how does anybody pass it? Now, we could get into this further, but let's just address this, that uh, the old members of the Enterprise that are all hanging around after the simulation is over and everybody else has decided to stop playing dead, all of the old folks, McCoy, Uhura, Sulu, and Spock, they're all standing there, And (laughs) McCoy says, well, why don't we put an experienced crew back in command on the Enterprise? right. And Kirk dismisses this. And we're already, the, the movie is already acknowledging, yes, we know all of these people are older.
2: Wouldn't it be easier to just put an experienced crew back on the ship? Galloping around the cosmos is a game for the young doctor. Now, what is that
0: supposed to mean?
1: Yep, it, it, they are you know, aging.
0: They are aging, and we know it. We're not going to pretend that we don't know it. And yep. it is something to go from watching the show when everyone is young and then watch, and then fast-forwarding 15 years into the future. And, yeah, definitely everyone has aged. And, you know, so it's it's a thing.
2: It's a you thing. Know, but
1: let me interject something here, though. Mm-hmm. I, 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 everything you're saying is spot on. Um, but we can't we, – should not ignore yeah. the fact that there was another movie before this, just a few years before.
0: Uh, yes, that's true, and and I will go ahead and bring up the fact that, and, and well, I don't know this for fact. I'm going to guess when Star Trek: The Motion Picture from 1979 hit its 35th anniversary, they didn't show that around the country, and I no. don't and I don't think it was an accident.
1: No, it yeah. wasn't an accident. Yeah. It wasn't an oversight. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a whole lot about that in our bonus edition of Attempting Trek. Okay. But um, but yeah, what the basically the point that I'm trying to make is that Star Trek the Motion Picture in 1979 was supposed to be more of an extension, I think, of of what TOS could be with a big budget. And so they weren't talking or thinking about advancing things like Oh, yeah, you know these guys are older. Let's acknowledge that they're older, even though clearly they're older in that movie too, mm-hmm.
0: right, yeah, so this
1: is this movie is almost like the first
0: movie never happened it yes, and because it's only three years later, it is only three years later, <laughs> right <laughs> yeah,
1: right so how how has everything changed so dramatically? right? Mm. I mean, look, the clothes are different,
0: oh right. yes, the clothes are different, and even though I'm not crazy about these uniforms that they have. Uh, I definitely, I really don't like the ones that they had in the motion picture. Oh, I can't stand those.
1: Neither did the director.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Neither did uh, Nicholas Meyer. Is what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. So he came in, and one of the things like, all right, all those things that we had in the motion picture, out the door. That's enough of that crap.
1: Sorta, kinda,
0: sorta, kinda. Again,
1: I'm, I'm sort of teasing to the bonus podcast we're gonna do, but we'll talk about that. But I, I will tell you this much. His vision was to have Starfleet be more like the armed forces than it had ever been seen before. He hated the old clothes, and he actually referred to them as pajamas.
0: <laughs> that's so. exactly what they look like.
1: Yes, right. So he said, no, no, that's not. That's not going to work. If I'm going to do this thing, we're going to do it this way. And I, I, I know, you know how Gene Roddenberry may have thought about Star Trek and viewed it. But to me, Starfleet is a military. So this, we're going to make them look like a military. So these uniforms that they're wearing, mm-hmm. they look more military than anything we've ever seen, right? Oh, absolutely. It's not even close. It's
0: not right. even close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the, the, we're going to move on. We're going to have a little scene with Kirk and Spock. And Spock does mention that Kirk has beaten the Kobayashi Maru test.
2: As I recall, you took the test three times yourself. Your final solution, one shall we say, unique it had the virtue of never having been tried. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, that's an interesting thing. We also learned that it's Kirk's birthday. So, hey, happy birthday, hey. Jim. Yeah, that's right. A uh, fascinating scene is coming up here where Kirk is at home. And we see, And it's so weird because the entire time that I've known Captain Kirk, he's just floating on that ship. He doesn't have a home. His home is the bridge. What are you talking about, a home? Maybe we'll see him in his in his little quarters that he has. But he's in his house? That's just crazy. Like it's yeah. odd the idea of scenes in Star Trek being Earthbound. Like that's so. It feels strange. Did did it feel well, that way? To is you? it is it Earthbound or is it um you know some sort of uh, satellite oh, you, station? You're or right. Something? You know what? You're right. It's it must be a base. I would imagine. No,
1: you know what though. I don't I'm know. looking at it right now, yeah. and as McCoy is giving him the glasses. In this, in the in the glass background, I you know the windows. I think I see mountains and water.
0: Okay, see that's what I was thinking. All right, good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so I think he is on Earth then. Very good. Okay, okay. So yeah. anyway, McCoy comes by. He gives him a pair of of an old pair of glasses and readers uh, and and more importantly, some Romulan ale, which I like because I believe I've already learned about Romulan ale. So I have felt, you? Yeah, that's right. That's right Has it, that come up already? Yeah that, it is it, I believe in the enemy within Is the uh, where, where he's uh. like Where he goes in And he demands it Oh yeah <laughs> Oh actually You okay. know what Wait you know what Maybe it wasn't it Was it Soren Brandy? Is that oh it? no that's right Yeah it's a different It's a different drink uh.
1: Yeah I don't think Yeah we have not Introduced you to Romulans You don't know what Romulans are Stop acting like you know What Romulans are Damn it Stop it Alright Behave
0: Give Behave. me the brandy That's what i remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. right. So right.
0: Right. Right. this uh, this scene here with McCoy and Kirk, they're hanging out at uh, at Kirk's groovy pad, and uh, oh, yeah. Kirk looks like he's wearing some sort of uh, a kung fu outfit. That's, he does. Uh, yeah. He's ready. Yeah, he's ready for action, even though. Really, what we find out is he's ready for inaction. He is a guy who is clearly retired. And McCoy tells him, listen, go captain a ship because that's what you should be doing. You're hiding over here. Get out. Stop being a reluctant hero and go and be a hero.
2: Get back your command. Get it back before you turn into part of this collection. Before you really do grow old.
0: All right. Fine and well, we can all really see where this is going to go, but we don't have time for that. Let's head on over to a different ship, the USS Reliant. Okay. Oh, the
1: Reliant! Look
0: uh, at you. Uh, the Reliant. Yeah. When and uh we're gonna meet Chekhov and Paul Winfield. Holy cow! Hey,
1: you know Paul Winfield? I thought you would.
0: Of course, every well, I'm not to say everybody, but of course I know Paul Winfield. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Paul that was a big get for uh, for for Nicholas Meyer, the director. He was really excited to work with him and, and get him.
0: Oh, you know what? Not surprised. That's okay. That's, that's really cool. So Paul Winfield is the captain of the Reliant, which looks like a. Someone said, "Okay, if the Enterprise is the full size, then the Reliant is the economy <laughs> version." That's okay. you know. That's what it looks like. It, I'm sure the Reliant is better on gas than – Okay. Now pilot. hold
1: on. Hold on. I'm going to point you to something that you're going to love. Okay. Because you love stuff like this. Okay. So as he – in this opening – in the opening seconds here, he walks around. He looks at the screens. Yeah. And then he talks to a guy with blonde hair sitting in a chair. Do you remember this?
0: Uh, yes. Yes.
1: Do you remember Lieutenant Kyle?
0: Wait, Lieutenant. I do know the name. Wait, where where do I know Lieutenant Kyle?
1: Well, he was definitely in Space Seed. He's in a lot of episodes
0: of Star Trek. He's <gasps> oh, one of those he's
1: the, super minus minor ca- characters.
0: Wait, is he the guy who fell back onto the table? No, 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 no. He's
1: the guy that was the transporter technician.
0: Oh, the guy who's in. You're telling me he was just telling me about him. He's in a bunch of background scenes. Yes. Yeah. He gets yeah, yeah. he gets smacked by somebody in in Space Seed.
1: I think um, I think that's when uh, – uh, oh, gee, what's her name? Uh, MacGyver's um, holds uh, – takes over the transporter room, waits for yes. um, Khan to show up, and then when Khan shows up, he knocks him out. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that's it. And then they beam the rest of his crew aboard so that, um, the Enterprise. Right, right, so that's Lieutenant Kyle. And here he is back again. John Winston is the name of the actor.
0: Oh, very nice. Isn't it cool? Yeah, that is cool. Okay. I knew you'd like that. I do. Yeah. All right. So they are – what's going on with the Reliant is that they've come across a seemingly lifeless planet, which is what they want. Uh, although Wouldn't want that. Of course everybody wants a lifeless planet. And Chekhov is, sees something that maybe there is some life down there. It's maybe there's some – I don't know. We're not sure. But we, we want a lifeless planet, so we got to be sure. So we're gonna check in with some uh, with some scientists, with some on a, on a space station, and we're gonna let them know. Hey, look, we want to go down there and check it out. The scientists, by the way, they're not too keen on dealing with the Federation, and they're not so happy to be dealing with anybody because they're a bunch of uh, tree hugging scientists. I don't know what the hell they are, but uh, they they don't trust the Federation. I know that.
1: Pretty typical.
0: Pre- exactly, very typical attitude that we have. Never mind all that. Let's get down to – we're going to beam down to the lifeless planet. And Who's it, we? Well, it's going to be Paul Winfield. And even though you you could tell me his name, I'm just going to call him Paul Winfield. Captain Terrell. All right. So Paul Winfield, like I was saying, yeah. uh, beams down with Chekhov. <laughs> and the second thing I'm going to point out, we've beamed down to a planet and it looks like we've beamed down to a planet. Isn't that cool? What does that mean? That means is that every episode with that that we do this, and they beam down to a planet. I call it a planet. I call it a matte painting planet because oh, I yeah, can always see that painting thing. Yes, I oh, don't uh, see one it's here. So
1: wrong. Oh, oh, you're saying you you think this
0: is better looking? This looks amazing to me. It looks fantastic. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, they look right. like they're on another planet. There's all, right. all kinds of. it's some sort of a sandstorm that's going oh. on. All right. So they're walking you know, around. Just so
1: you know, I do chafe when you say matte painting because yeah. they went out of their way to not do matte paintings. I know what you mean, but they did not do matte paintings. Well. They, I just know that. I just I, know that. Yeah. Well, I feel bad fine. for the cinematographer All right. who who like was puking his guts out the day before they had to air the pilot or shoot the pilot yeah. because he wasn't sure that he was up to the task and – and he came up with all these different ways of lighting things and whatever. And they may have done a matte painting or two early on, but mm-hmm. then they went away from that completely. And they, like, sort of reinvented ways to do it. All but nonetheless, I do chafe. I said it. I'm done.
0: All right. Well, so like I said, good job on not looking like a matte painting for once. Looks okay. like an actual planet. <laughs> so yeah. there, all right. So what do we have on this planet? We have a windstorm. We have big, giant rocks. And then we have a little shack. Now...
1: A trailer,
0: I think. Yeah, a trailer. Like here's what okay. I'll tell you. If if you go down to a place like this and the only thing you find is some little trailer, don't go in there. That's just, Oh yeah. That's just my instinct. It's like, okay, whatever's in there, we should we are not equipped for this. We need to come back with like fifty guys to make sure that there's you know, that's not deliverance inside or something strange. Just don't go in there. A hundred
1: percent, man. A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. like, And so they do the worst thing you can do, which is let's just poke around and see what we find inside there. <laughs> and what do we find? Well, not much at first, but eventually Chekhov finds something that, that says the Botany Bay on there. Okay spacey now, fans wait, before
1: you do that what there's something else that is seen right there too oh is it it's the, sort of it's sort of it's sort of good foreshadowing i want to point out to you as he's grabbing that belt that says botany bay yeah they what? do a close-up of, of the hand so that he you, you can see botany bay okay they also they also show books on a shelf did you catch any of the titles
0: no i did not see any of that
1: one of those is moby dick
0: oh no kidding
1: Which completely foreshadows the entire storyline of this movie.
0: It absolutely does. Wow, that's really cool. Right, right, Right. Okay, all right, all right. So did not know that. Good, Good catch, good catch. So now Chekhov recognizes the name Botany Bay. Botany Bay. Botany Bay. Oh, no. And he tells Paul Winfield, hey, hey, hey we got to get out of here. And and in in typical fashion, because obviously Paul Winfield has never seen any movies. His response is what? What's the problem? Why are you acting so strange? And Chekhov is rushing them out. We have to go. We have to get out of here. You don't (laughs) understand. What? Just relax. It's not going to be a problem. And so he does convince him to leave. But of course it is too late as they open the door and you just see a bunch of creepy looking dudes out there. Creepy looking. Right. Actually, just creepy looking beings. You don't even know if they're humans at this point. You can't really tell by looking at them.
1: Right? Right. So now you cut back to the Reliant where they're trying to get in touch with them on the ground. Yep. And again, it's Lieutenant Kyle.
0: Oh, Or it's- the former Lieutenant Kyle. Same guy. Is he, all right. So he's not playing Kyle here, he's playing somebody else.
1: No, 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 no. I, I, no. He's still Kyle. I'm not sure what his rank is here. It's oh, different.
0: okay. See, then that then that's a shame because it's not going to go well for Lieutenant Kyle if that's the case. Why? Why it doesn't go well for the uh, the crew of the Reliant? Oh, come on. What? It's true, oh, come on. True. Just All tell right. the story. All right. So the Reliant cannot get in touch with uh, our two uh, our our two intrepid heroes. Even say, he Windfield. even says,
1: this is Commander Kyle. Respond, oh, please.
0: Nice. Nice. So we go back to the planet, uh, to the lifeless planet. Um, it's um, Alpha City Alpha 6 is where we are. or we, we think we're on City Alpha 5 and we're on City Alpha 6, whatever it is. Here's what we're going to get. Now, Khan is going to get his a pretty good entrance to himself, wearing creepy gloves, and he takes off that mask, and then you see his face, and it's like, oh, my God, it's Khan. Now, he's got a crew that looks... Basically, him and his crew, they have gone from looking like they were, I don't know, kung fu instructors in those red jumpsuits on Space Seed, and now they look like they were extras from a Mad Max movie. That's sort of... Uh,
1: Oh yeah, that's a really good comparison. Yeah. I heard another podcast talking about this movie and they were saying how they looked like a bunch of um mm-hmm. you know, male dancers or something like that. But I like your I like your description better. I also noticed that he's the only one that really
0: seems to have aged. Oh, that's the other thing I was going to say. You know, I even have it noted here. Khan is clearly the oldest one of these. Everybody else is way younger than he is. Yeah, and you know, you
1: could make a lot of different uh, arguments about how that would have happened, since these are supposed to be genetically enhanced human beings, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe they maybe they age slower, but nonetheless, he aged by far far and away yes. more than anybody else, oh, visibly,
0: abs- unquestionably. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay.
0: All right. So here, and and Khan is going to go ahead and, and tell his story that uh, City Alpha Six which is, I, I, you know, that's, that's what it is. So it is. They're on City Alpha 5, and the next planet over is City Alpha 6, and that exploded six months after he was exiled at the end of Space Seed, and so everything on this planet ended up dying. And so they've been, you know, struggling for years ever since, and no one ever came to check on him. This is the first time anyone has.
2: City Alpha 6 exploded six months after we were left here. The shock shifted the orbit of
0: this planet, and everything was laid waste. Admiral
2: Kirk never bothered to check on our progress. Uh,
0: now, of course, we're going to have a huge continuity error in the Oh, you know! Of course, how do I not know? I just I watched I Space I you would
1: know. Good
2: for you.
0: Of course. All right. Talk to me. All right. Chekhov is not in – first of all, he's not in any episode that I've seen, and he for damn sure (laughs) is not in Space Seed. And I already knew that Chekhov doesn't join the series until later on. So that is one of those things because I also know that when they're making this movie that Chekhov is aware that he was not in Space Seed. Walter Koenig must know. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't in this episode. I'm yeah. sure that other members of the cast are aware of it as well. I'm sure Ricardo Montalban probably met him for the first time when making this movie.
1: Well, that's not exactly true. When when Nicholas Meyer brought uh, Montalban back to do this episode, they had some conversations about it. Montalban didn't even remember doing the episode.
0: <laughs> All right. That's hilarious. He had itself. to be
1: sent a tape to remind him of what happened.
0: Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yep.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Yep. All right. So we're now going to just pretend that Chekhov was a part of the Enterprise crew, and I'll say it just—it just bothered me a little bit. It just felt like the whole. Time. Well, this
1: is one of the this is one of the pitfalls of what happens when you hire a director mm-hmm. that's not a fan of the original series. Yes,
0: that's true. Never
1: watched, never previously watched an episode until he went to work on this show, mm-hmm. on this movie.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Khan has his uh, confrontation here with Chekhov. He explains how pissed off he is. He picks up, he lifts Chekhov off the ground to remind everybody of how much stronger he is than everybody else. And it's a good thing that the spacesuit that Chekhov has has a nice handle in the front for him to use, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, this is the Chekhov lifting handle. He picks him up. (laughs) (laughs) And so Khan does have a, a, a great idea. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what mm-hmm. I'm gonna do for you, because you bastards, you Federation bastards who've left me here for years and years on this barren rock. You left me here where I wanted to go. How dare you? Yeah. Well you That's know. how Space Seed ended.
1: They were pretty happy about it. He
0: was thrilled about it. But of course, yes. when the when the green planet turns into the to the planet of dirt, to the you know, desert valley planet. Yeah, you know. He's gonna be yeah. pissed off about it. And also where where's MacGyver's?
1: Well, we
0: tell yeah. the story. Yeah, she she didn't make it. That's where she is. She died. That's where uh, she why, is. How did she die? Well, I I don't exactly know how she died. I think.
1: Oh, so. I oh no no. Well, when he starts talking about the uh, when they start showing the yeah. the animal, the yeah. one indigenous uh, being from the planet, that's what killed her.
0: <laughs> oh, it, it's that thing—the thing that. Yeah. That, oh, it's the the worm thing. Okay. See, well, he's got plenty of reasons to. To, to be upset. So, He's
1: furious with Kirk because Kirk didn't come back and, check, and check on their progress. And as a result of that, people died, yeah. including his wife.
0: And and a good portion of his crew is not there. There's, there's not and a lot he has been
1: steaming and stewing for years and he can't believe yeah. that – one of the people that actually comes back finally after all these years is someone that's connected to kirk. Yes,
0: someone who is connected to kirk, yes. Yes. All right, so yeah. this creature, this one indigenous creature, he goes over to it and he grabs out of it these disgusting little earworms that uh, seem to I don't know, they just kind of they just pop They're out just of its little back. Babies. Yeah, out of its back. It's so yeah. bizarre. That's how you that's how you give birth to your babies. And well, one of the things that these worms like to do is nestle right into your ears, and so check off you get one in your ear, and Paul Winfield you get one in your ear, and all right. So the effect of the worms going in the ears that's very good. The you like that? Yeah, that's good. Okay, right. the shot of of them screaming that's not so good.
2: <laughs> okay
0: that little little cheese there little cheese there they could have done that a little bit better because uh, it did just it just seemed a little funny okay. all right so let's get back to the old crew and they are heading back on and when I say the old crew that's McCoy that's uh, I'll Bach say this before you the, do that though yeah.
1: like I, I will say that I agree with you that I think that you know the the imagery of those things entering the ears is pretty cool yeah but um, I especially like seeing them moving across their faces. Yeah, you know, right? Like it looks like those things are alive, and they are really legitimately moving across their cheeks as and heading straight to the straight, right, straight to the ears, straight right to
0: the ears. Yep, they they know where yeah. to go. I guess yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, they're little earworms, man. They they know what it is. Just like just like the earwig, Joe. Just like the earwig knows how to how, yes. <laughs> latch on to your to your lobes. That's what these things okay. do.
1: So now, what are so what are these things supposed to do, though?
0: Uh, I want to say that they incubate in there. Uh, that's my guess. But what's yeah, the, what's the, what's the point? In that he wants the point is is that it makes them susceptible to yes. to uh, his. Essentially, it's giving Khan a version of mind control. Is what yes. it's going to do. He's going to be able to control Chekhov and Paul Winfield going forward in the movie.
1: At the same time – so that's like one of the – that's like the early part of the you know, infection is that you, know, you are incredibly susceptible to being controlled. But eventually you become crazy and then you die. That's, <laughs> and that's what happened to his
2: wife. Yes.
0: That couldn't have been a good time by the way. That couldn't have been yeah. a good time. I mean, geez, they didn't even have television. What are you going to do? All mm-hmm. right. So let's get back to the old crew. Spock, McCoy, Sula Uhura, they are heading uh, on to the Enterprise for an inspection, and uh, when when we, we get to the Enterprise, we're going to take a long time looking at it because we've done a lot of improvements in our special effects because now we're a movie, and it looks a lot more like an actual spaceship. So we're going to Did take you it- like it? Uh, yeah, I did, actually. I did. I was. I, did, lo- yeah. I was looking at it, and I was like, yeah, it looks so much better. Look how much better it this is, is. And it is it- – it is such fan service, what we're doing here. We yeah. want you to look at it. Uh, this is your first look at it into the movie. We're a good 20 minutes in or so. So, yeah, t- drink it in. Drink it in, fanboys. And, yeah, it worked. I was like, yeah, look at it. Look how good it looked. So it, cool. it worked okay. for me because uh, you know okay. we've been doing this. So, of course. All right. Uh, now, heading on to the ship. You know, we're going with the old crew. Kirk is there. We're going to do an inspection and I don't know, do a little test flying, whatever the hell we're doing. We see Scotty is still working on the enterprise and uh, he is, uh, I don't know whose idea it was for the mustache, but that's just, that's just something we're going to have to deal with in the movies. He's got I guess a mustache. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we also meet his uh, incredibly very eager nephew who's on the crew as well. Yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to take, we're going to take the new kids, you know, cause we got Savic and this is, uh, uh, it's like Spock and the new kids is what we got here. Spock, Savic and, and the youngins. And we're going to take it out for an inspection and a test run and we're going to see how it goes. And Kirk is going to be, uh, you know, he's going to be walking the bridge. And he's going to be making sure everything is going the way it's supposed to. Got uh, that white glove test going on. Exactly. He'll be there with the clipboard just going over. Yeah, uh, All right. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that. whole. Which time. he hates.
1: He hates all this shit.
0: Uh, I, I understand. Who likes doing that? No jerks. Yeah.
1: So he winds up cutting it short, right? He's like, you know what? Screw this.
0: Yes, exactly. He does. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. Forget <laughs> this. Let's just take this ship out. Let's just go. Yeah, yeah. So let's just go on a joyride. yeah exactly. Let's go on a joyride. And so yeah. as, as as we're as we're pulling it out of the space station, and that's the Enterprise, by the way. Spock has Savick do the honors. This is the first time that that he calls her Mister Savick. By the way, I'm pretty sure it's okay. right. It's right here because I I noted it that way. And then we're just going to call her that the rest of the time. It's great. Um, now we're going to head uh back to the space station where all of the scientists are. Okay. The scientists, they get a message from the Reliant, and it's Chekhov on a little TV, and Chekhov is saying he's awfully smiley. You know he's oh, isn't he though? Yeah, he's as smiley as they come, baby. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> he is. He tells them, "Hey, good news, guys. We're going back to the space station that you're at, and we're going to take all of the materials for the secret project that you've been working on, and we're gonna we're gonna take all of those from you. Thanks." We'll see you soon. <laughs> have some sandwiches waiting for us because we're going to be hungry. We have
2: received new orders. Upon our arrival at Regula regular one, all materials of Project Genesis will be transferred to this ship for immediate testing on City Alpha 6. Who in the hell do what they think market? they are? Please are be quiet? quiet.
0: The scientists do not like this. They are pissed off and they want to know where did you get these orders to come here? And, and and take this. Now do we is it at this point that we've mentioned the name of the project that they're working on? Uh, I think it does come up here. Okay, I think so that it's it's called Project Genesis. Either yeah, I way. think so. All right. The scientists are not happy. Where who, who under whose authority are you coming to take all our stuff? It's
1: completely irregular.
0: Yeah. It's it's from why it's from Admiral James T Kirk. Oh my goodness craziness okay let's get back to the enterprise shall we We're, now kirk and Savick are going to have a moment here in the elevator and oh, yeah. she is going to ask him for the first time how did you beat that kobayashi maru test and kirk t- lets you know listen i ain't gonna tell you that okay that is company secret that is my legend and i am not letting you are not gonna look behind the curtain and, He's and like, you can wizard. ask. Yeah, exactly.
1: You can, <laughs> can ask. ask. Yeah, you can ask.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that is it.
2: May I ask how you
1: dealt with the
0: test? You may ask. But he also lets her know that, listen, that was not a test for you to win. That's not the point. It's a test of character. That's, that's the real lesson of the Kobayashi Maru test. Uh, sure, Kirk. Sure. Uh, Kirk then gets a call from Carol. Carol is the scientist over at the space station, by the way. And clearly, that's an old girlfriend of Kirk's. And, oh, yeah, there is a, a wonderful little moment here where Kirk and McCoy are, are talking, and then he's informed, oh, yes, by the way, your ex-girlfriend's on the line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And McCoy makes a little quip about it, and Kirk is pissy. He doesn't like that. Does not like. Yeah, listen, let's not make light of this yeah so kirk goes and don't
1: don't go there man don't go there (laughs) bones
0: exactly don't go there that's perfect yes so kirk goes and he speaks to carol uh about genesis and is this is a a, another classic little movie device in which the connection is not very good so she doesn't exactly get to explain everything she's saying why did you authorize taking genesis what who is taking genesis why Was that you? Was that your decision? Was what? Who is taking Genesis? You know, we're going to do this. I can hear you, Carol. What's wrong?
2: What's the matter? Why are you taking Genesis away from us? Taking Genesis? Who's taking Genesis? Who, who, is, who is taking Genesis? I can see you, but I can't hear.
0: Both sides are only getting partial information. And uh, if that connection had been clear, maybe things would have turned out a little bit different now kirk has now made the decision okay we gotta go check this out I, d- I don't know what's going on at the space station but i know this an old flame of mine is in trouble and I'm, <laughs> i ain't standing for that
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he tells spock hey listen we're gonna have to go and do this and spock lets him know okay If we're going to do this, it's totally fine if you're going to take command because you are the ranking officer here and I really don't care about these things. Okay? And this is the first time that we're going to hear about the needs of the many outweighing the needs of the few or the one. I thought you were going to finish that for me, but you didn't. Oh, sorry. That's all right. That's okay. So Kirk lets the crew know All right, kids. I hope you guys are ready, because we're going on an actual mission, and uh, I'm in charge. An emergency situation has arisen. By order of Starfleet Command, as of now 1,800 hours, I'm assuming command of this vessel. Duty officer, so note in the ship's log. Plot a new course for Space Laboratory Regular One. And it's time to grow up. Time to grow up. Put your big boy pants on. Ugh, I hate saying things like that. Okay, back over on the Reliant. Well... Looks like Khan and his crew are in charge. <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> They're just like all over the place. It just, it just <laughs> looks like – t- I don't know. It just looks like the, the, the bad kids from school or something. Like, like they've taken over, right? And uh, Khan is there. He's, he's just so into the revenge. Just can't get over it. And even one of his, whoever his second in command, I don't even know if this character has a name, but this, the one blonde guy he's talking to the whole time. Yeah. He, he points out to him, you know, we do have this really awesome spaceship that we just stole. (laughs) Exactly. And we can kind of go wherever we want and do whatever. And you know what? For the first time, we can all shower and eat some really good food. Let's just, you know, I don't know. Let's go to Space Vegas, have some buffets, have a good time, enjoy ourselves for the first time in our lives. And it's like, no, I am going to kill Kirk. That's all I want to do.
2: He tasks me and I shall have him. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia and round the Antares maelstrom and round perdition's flames before I
0: give him up. So that's what he's that's what he wants to do. Um, And round perdition's flames before I give him up. He certainly does become some sort of a Shakespearean character. Like he's in, Montalban seems to be in a different movie a lot of the time, right? Ah, that's interesting that you say that because yeah. I'll talk about why you might feel that way. Oh, I've I've got to, I've got to know the reason that I feel that way, and uh, I will tell you. Yeah, we can touch on it in a little bit. We will. Okay,
1: so well, it'll be in the uh, in the bonus podcast. But anyway, all
0: right, all right. Listen, for you and I, it'll be in a little bit. Right. <laughs> Khan really wants to kill Kirk. Let's move back over to the Enterprise, where Kirk is going to have a little powwow with McCoy and Spock, explaining, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is what Genesis is. We, we're we're going to check out this space station, and w- something is up with this Project Genesis. What is Genesis? Okay, Genesis is some sort of cuckoo bananas thing. It's it's a big giant." metal thing and what it can do is it can bring life where there was no life
1: now wait before you go too far yeah did you pass by the retina scan
0: um i did see the retina scan yeah
1: Wow, i thought that was pretty cool right has there ever been a retina scan before maybe not
0: um i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't wager that that that's the first one
1: i bet it is I wish that I'd, I hadn't thought about it till now. I wish I had looked it up. Right. but I bet I bet that's the first one.
0: Um, but anyway okay.
1: nonetheless, it doesn't matter uh, okay. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: okay yeah, it was cool.
1: But I can also tell you this though that the infomercial or the video pitch for the funding that, that explains uh, Project Genesis that was shown on his on
0: Kirk's monitor that stars his ex-girlfriend Carol. Yes
1: Yes, apparently that's the first ever use of CGI in a movie. Is that right?
0: I thought you'd like that. Is that true? Yes. That's interesting.
1: That's the very first time. Now CG Star Trek 2 is the first time CGI is, is used in a movie and this scene is the first ever appearance.
0: Really? So now, now Tron is out the exact same year.
1: Right. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to I'm going to say apparently because uh-huh. everything I come up with says that, uh-huh. but it also seems like like they're hedging their bets every time I read it.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. I think Nicholas Meyer's book yeah. even says apparently.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. I bet you that it's. So... A little, I bet you nobody actually knows because every I've heard so I've heard us several different things about the first use of CGI. I honestly don't know. But
1: this movie comes up before Tron.
0: Well, they're, they're, no, they're the same year. They're both nineteen eighty two.
1: Yeah, but this movie comes out before Tron.
0: Um. Okay. You, all right. So you have those dates, is what you're telling me.
1: I'm saying I know where I know which state I was living in
0: when Tron came out. Oh, <laughs> that is the no, year. That's that, what I'm saying. So that's the year we moved. So we're oh, wait, we're in New York, is what you're telling me when Wrath of Khan is released.
1: Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 we are. And but right. but that doesn't. But but then again, now you get to a different kind of thing. Like, okay, which one was shot first, filmed first, produced At first? All you know those what I mean? things.
0: All those things. Yeah.
1: Right, Robert, I mean, I, right, I, So nope. I'm still going to say that I think it's more likely than not okay. that it was used first here, although it's a smaller piece than it must have been in use in Tron. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. It must have been but much more extensive.
0: Yes. Okay. Right. All okay. right. So okay. fair enough. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Genesis is a thing that could take where. The, t- this is why we're looking for. Our an empty planet, a planet where there's no life because it's going to replace everything on it and if there was something that was living, that's now going to be taken over and that's that's going to be completely eliminated and the new life that Genesis brings is going to take over. That's what Genesis is. That's the idea. And McCoy has some moral issues with this and he starts debating with Spock about it. Uh, he feels the need to get a little spacist. Tosses the yeah, <laughs> green-blooded
2: logic suggests. Logic. Well, my God, the man's talking about logic. We're talking about universal Armageddon. You green blooded inhuman Ridge to Admiral
0: Kirk. Blah 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 blah. You know, he he does he is so quick to, to go to that. To go to, to he's so quick to go there, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so neither here nor there. That's not even the point. McCoy, that's not even the point, okay? The point is is that somebody may be interfering with this. Can you keep let's have the moral issue later? Let's get it out. Make sure it's not in the hands of bad guys. So as they approach the uh, the space station, here comes the Reliant. Hey, wait a minute! I know that ship. <laughs> that's that. It's one of our guys. Yeah, that's. Hey, look at that! That's the economy version of the Enterprise. What's it doing here? Now, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so on the Reliant, we have Khan and his crew, and they're just like, hey, look. We're 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 coming we're coming up on the Enterprise. They don't even know they don't even know that we're bad guys. This is great. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the Enterprise they're they're having the attitude of okay, here comes the Reliant, but they're not talking to us. This is strange. How weird? Here comes our friends, but something weird is going on here. Khan does inexplicably say that it is a Klingon proverb that revenge is a dish best served cold, even though. Um, I don't believe Khan has ever seen Klingons, and also he's from the 20th century where we have that expression.
1: I, I'll i give you that. At the same time, yeah. remember that he did um, have extensive use of the ship's library in Space Seed.
0: Right. If you want to find a reason to give that to him, then you can. That's fine. I'm telling you he should know that at the very least from the 20th century. Correct? Uh uh, what do you mean he should know from the twentieth
1: century? Oh, I see. The, yeah, the okay. saying
0: you knew you knew that yeah, saying yeah, yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. Star- right. Right. no, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why they felt the need to to Star Trek that phrase up. The, that that's what that felt like to me.
1: I thought about that too.
0: Yeah. Okay. Again, yep. minor thing yep. doesn't mean anything at all. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the important thing here, and that is the Reliant just starts attacking the Enterprise. Catching it. They haven't put the shields up. They were about to. They were getting close to it because the the both ships were were real close to each other. And the Reliant's not saying anything. And so But before they can, here comes the Reliant catching them uh completely by surprise. And there's chaos all over the place. You got explosions happening, guys are falling all over the place, engineering is really taking a beating, you got some dead guys all over the place, power is out And
1: Okay, and one of the things that I thought was really cool that goes back to the this movie is so well written and so tightly directed, mm-hmm. when you go back to the opening scene with the Kobayashi Maru, they actually show the the it, they actually show how the, the shields go up and down on, on the graphic, do you remember that? Yeah, they do Yep. Right. So now they show it here. Yes. They're gonna. They're gonna show it like three or four times throughout this movie, which you never got to see in, in you know in the original series, right? And in, in in the TV show, right? So like now you get to see what those what those shields look like graphically, and you're also going to see what they look like, you know, dramatically and like you know when they're actually like closing down the huge doors that are closing down or whatever. Yes. To me, this was phenomenal to actually see this stuff. That you sort of understood before, but now you like really freaking get it. Yeah. It was bl- it was blowing me away. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it in 82. I loved it, you know, in 2017.
0: Yeah, when they're showing everybody over in engineering and how, yes. how they're uh, – that's it, – it's great because it, it felt like, oh, yeah, we're in this other part of this giant ship. It did – yes. it absolutely did not feel like a set and it looked great. Really look great. Uh, in fact, the Reliant does actually attack uh, twice uh, in in this little sequence, and boy, oh boy, the Enterprise is really in bad shape. And while they're trying to figure out what happened, is when Uhura times in and let us let's lets us know. Oh yeah, the Reliant is wanting to talk to you, and they want to discuss your terms of surrender. Yep, and so. This is where we have our first meeting cuz Khan is coming up on the big screen. Holy cow. What a shock. All right, so all right, so we've got the <laughs> anyway. Kirk we've got the Kirk Khan meeting for the first time, right? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so Khan is like, "Listen, I'm so happy that I'm finally here and I get to kill you. This is so exciting." And Kirk says, "Listen, if you want me, just I'll beam aboard, and you can kill me and spare everybody else. And Khan says, hey, that's not a bad idea, but I also want all of this Genesis stuff, too. So why don't you give me that?
2: If it's me you want, I'll have myself beamed aboard. Spare my crew. I make you a counterproposal. I'll agree to your terms if, if, in addition to
1: yourself, you hand over to me all data and material regarding the project
2: called
0: Genesis. And so Kirk lets him know, "Okay, I'll get you what you want." And Khan says, "Good. Get it for me in 1 minute." Which is typical bad guy stuff. And it also seems a little unreasonable. 1 minute, right? I think so. Yeah, a little unreasonable. Right. Okay. Now, this is this is really good. This is really great Kirk stuff that's going to happen here because this idea it is. It this is. idea is so it's so Fucking good. That's how I good love it is. The I the fact say, that I love so it so much because it good. is
1: great. It's yeah. this is Star Trek. This is Star Trek right here. It's shit like this.
0: Genius move. Okay, so and also this. All right, you you want a first here? This may be the first time I've ever seen a movie in where somebody is hacking into something else with using like computers. Is this the first computer hack that we ever have? Oh, yeah. I was thinking. Huh. It was, I was like, oh my god. There, I wish I thought of that. I would have looked that up. That's interesting, Danny. Yeah. That's, that's what, a good one. That's what it felt like. I was like, oh, yes. man. We, they're hacking it. And so what What he does is because what we learn is that all these ships, they have a certain particular code for that ship. And what you can do is if you're on another ship and there's something going on, some funny business, you can hack into it if you have that code. And so, Kirk, they dig up the code for the Reliant. They hack into it. They lower the Reliant shields. And, Which is
1: hilarious and amazing. Yeah. That moment is one of the best moments of the movie. When I see the
0: shields going down, yes. oh my gosh, I'm like, what the hell? Are you kidding me? This is awesome. Okay. Now, was this something that you did not remember?
1: Uh, I think a lot of the movie, I was sort of watching it and remembering it in yeah. real time. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I wasn't surprised, but I, I didn't wasn't anticipating at the same time. I did not, you know? I did not know this was going to happen at all. I didn't remember okay. any of this at all. So cool, then. Yeah, it was totally cool. It is such so a, lucky. It is such a good move, and uh, yeah. Khan is completely taken by surprise. The Reliant shields go down. The Enterprise fires away, and the Reliant. I like.
1: I like Kirk's line. He goes, "Here it comes."
2: So lock the phasers on target, and await my command. Phasers locked. Time's up. Admiral. Here it comes. <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> and so uh, the Reliant has all kinds of damage. Not as bad as the Enterprise, but the the best move for them is to leave for a little while. Let's go. Let's go recover and get out of here for right now. The Enterprise isn't going anywhere because we've messed them up too much. They can barely move, so that's what they do. So now what we're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna assess some damage on the Enterprise here, Joe. And uh, well, one of our one of our many casualties happens to be Scotty's nephew. And, uh, he...
2: Preston.
0: Preston. And Preston waits, waits for, for us to, to, for us to get there so we can have a nice dramatic death. So we can feel, we can feel a little bit of loss here. He stayed at his post when the trainees ran. Yep. Um, the Enterprise then makes it to the space station and we're gonna now check out the space station. Um... Well, we don't hear anybody there. Um, there's also that planet that the space station is in front of. What's going on there? All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go and we're going to beam over there and we're going to find out what's going on with the space station. All right. Sounds like a good idea.
1: I guess. I mean, interesting crew.
0: Interesting crew. Yes. And and you know what? Savick makes a good point here before they go because it was going to be Kirk and McCoy and you know cuz Kirk's just he's just some sort of a swashbuckler at heart is really what what I've I've now determined that's what it is because cuz uh, Savik okay. brings up hey listen you can't go there unless you have an armed escort you can't just go running around you're you're way too important for this sort of thing
2: begging the admiral's pardon general order 15 no flag officer shall beam into a hazardous area without armed escort
0: there's no such regulation, and so he says, "All right, well, you know what, Savic, you come with me." But I like that there's a rule about this. That now we have this person who's so anal and by the book. You know, she's a young person and uh, she's a Vulcan, so obviously everything's got to be logical. And so she's just going strictly by the book, and she's bringing up these things that I've I've not heard before. So yeah, got to have armed escort. Okay, I like the structure, I I do because you know what. I always, yeah. I always think, why is Kirk going down there? He shouldn't be going down there. He should be sending okay. – he should have like – he should have a guy who's, who's got a, a, little, a little tactical force and they should be going down there. I agree. Right? But Kirk – but now I've, I've just got it in my head. This is just what he wants to do. It's, yeah. it's, it's more exciting for him. He wants.
1: It's the exciting adventure. for him, and it also makes him better. I mean, as long as he continues to survive, it makes him better.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it makes him more uh, experienced and understanding about the the newness of the things that they're going to discover. I guess. Right.
0: Yes. Exactly. That's correct.
1: He's better equipped
0: All than right. most. All right. So they they go down to the uh, to the space station first. And they look around, they don't find anything at first. And then then we find a dead body, and then we find a few more, and then we find um, Chekhov and Paul Winfield. They're still there, and they're still alive. What are are the odds? And what we're going to learn is that Khan was there. uh, He wanted Genesis, didn't get it, and killed everybody.
2: He tortured those people, but none of them would tell him anything. He went wild, he slit their throats... He wanted to tear the place apart, but he was late. He, he had to get back to Reliant in time to blow you to bits. That's, does that sound right to you?
1: Uh, yeah. And this is where you're going to tell me that Commander Kyle was killed, which
0: I didn't know. That is, well, yeah, because, I mean, everybody on, on the Reliant is dead as well. I mean, All right?
1: right? I'll have to verify that later, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, I, 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 I can't dispute it, I guess, oh, but...
0: Okay, I mean, listen, if you can tell me that Commander Kyle is not dead, I'll be very happy about it.
1: I kind of thought he appears in future movies, but maybe he doesn't.
0: Oh, all right, well, listen, we we need to get to the bottom of this Commander Kyle business. That's all I yeah. got to tell you right now, all right?
1: We'll do that. We'll do that in the bonus. Okay,
0: please tell me. All right, so... I will. We uh, will. <laughs> okay, so... um. Let's see. Where was it? All right. So we're going to get a status update from, uh, from Spock saying that uh, they're not going to be oper- – oh, okay. Wait. That's, that's not exactly where we're at, are we? Okay. Yeah. No, no, this is the next thing that happens. Okay. Kirk is getting the status update from Spock, right? We won't be uh, operational for, for six days, but uh, – oh, I'm sorry. Full power in six days, operational in two. However, Khan is listening in. He's, uh, yeah, he's tapped the phones, and so he's listening into this. So now with uh, the five people that are left, which is Kirk, McCoy, Savick, and now Paul Winfield and Chekhov, we're going to go down to wherever the last place that people beamed out of the space station was, wherever that is. OK, let's go there. We don't know where that is, which always seems a little crazy to me, right? You don't know where you're going to end up. OK. Right? Like, doesn't that – do you ever think about that? It's like, I mean, what if it's – what if they beamed into the wrong place and now you're going to beam into the wrong place and it's, I don't know, a giant monster or it's a, a lake of fire or something. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, anyway, so they beam down and actually it's it's the barren planet. It's some corridor that's in the the barren planet is where they are. And we're going to run into uh, Carol and David, the ex-girlfriend and her son who have been hanging around, uh, you know. He's a he's an angry guy that we've seen hang around her the entire time.
1: David He doesn't re- like the military.
0: He doesn't like the military. I don't know. Is, is there anything that he likes? Yeah. I mean, he th- He
1: has he has a line here that's going to annoy me.
0: Oh. Wait, can you tell me what it is? Or do well,
1: I Well, I'm waiting for you to get to it, oh, but oh, I think oh, you're very close.
0: Oh, okay, okay. So it's the most annoying line in the movie. Oh, I don't even know what this is. All right, so check, check off. And uh, Paul Winfield, we learn, are still under Khan's mind control, which is uh, how they were able to, uh, how Khan was listening in, because, you know, they were, they were helping the bad guys out. And whoever the other guy is that is with Carol and David, this poor bastard, he gets blasted by, by Paul Winfield and into oblivion uh, by a phaser. I don't even know if he has any, any lines. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, let me take another look. Okay, there's I'm looking th- at it right now. There's three, there's three people. It's Carol, it's David, and another guy. Just some random person. He may not even get any lines.
1: I think I did see it, and I think I remember thinking the same thing, that they, he just he just dies in the corner or something, right? Yep, that's it. Exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, like uh, I want to say David moves out of the way, or somebody moves out of the way, and that guy gets Is this before David fights Kirk? Um, This is... I no, this is after because I think when they first show up is when okay. David fights Kirk. And I totally right. forgot about that. That's right. So yeah, as soon you, as they get there, that. yeah, as soon as they get there they run into David, Carol and the other person. And, you know, and the the person who's not a red shirt but but serves the purpose of a red shirt. And uh yeah, David and Kirk start fighting.
1: Right. Oh. And so what I what so the line that comes up is after after Kirk disarms David with the because David attacks him with a knife yes right okay and the line is something like you know uh, he killed everybody
0: that's, that's he what says they're...
1: that Kirk killed everybody
0: oh you're right he does say that mother he killed everybody we left behind
2: well of course he didn't
1: it's one thing to you know not like Kirk because he represents the military or whatever but it's like now you just, you know, you're supposed to be a scientist. I mean, you're not really? You're supposed to be running around, you know, led by your emotions, and, you know? I, what,
0: what part of Khan being there gives you the impression that this was Kirk's doing?
1: Right. Well, what part what stories have you been told you know about this guy that yes. he kills people on planets and walks away? You're
0: correct. Yeah. You're a million, it's million percent just, it's,
2: correct.
1: It's a stupid line in the movie. And it's probably the only thing that I don't like. I never even thought about it until now. Yeah. But I really hate it. Yeah. I really, really hate it. So it's always, it's, it, it's a disservice to David, I think, actually.
0: Well, yeah, it's there. Though. Here's
1: the line. Mother, he killed everybody we left behind. come on yeah come on i'm with you. come on as much as you think that he represents the military and that the military is bad because they want to take advantage of your you know wonderful you know science projects and your experimentation all that where does killing everybody
0: come into play (sighs) so with you man it's annoying with you it is it's, it's it's just there to help illustrate David's um, anger that he has inside right—I do die. like
1: though how they handle it after that. So she's like, "Of course he didn't, David. You're just making this harder. That's the mom." So I—I yeah. kind of like some of that stuff. Yeah, you know, like you know, she's basically saying what I'm saying. She's almost disgusted, but she's doing it from a motherly, loving sort mm-hmm. of you know position. Yeah. So that stuff I get. Um. But anyway, yeah, that's the part that I was annoyed with, and so now we're going to get to the part where. Uh, it's revealed that Chekhov and your, you know, your friend uh, Paul Winfield,
0: <laughs> my pal, my buddy Paul, become revealed as um, being controlled, being under control. Yes, and yeah, uh, Khan wants them to to kill Kirk and uh, well, basically everybody, kill them all. Uh, but they don't do it. In, instead, well, here's
1: what here's what Khan doesn't understand. Yeah, he he has not yet seen Die Hard. <laughs> And if there's one thing about Kirk, <laughs> yeah. that's a guy that's really hard to kill.
0: Oh, my God. Did that Am I just, wrong? Did that just Am I happen? Wrong? Did you just say this? I did. Am I wrong? Because oh look, look what does Paul Winfield do? He he kills himself rather than kill <laughs> Kirk. He would rather die than kill Captain Kirk. I'm sorry, wow. Admiral is Kirk.
1: That, is that not, like, basically the definition of diehard?
0: Yeah, I guess so. I'll tell you what. If if it was me, Kirk would be dead. <laughs> There's no doubt yeah. about it.
1: In fact, no Starfleet material.
0: Yeah, you know, in fact, we all every, know that, everybody would have been laid to waste. Let's just we put all it right know there. That, right, Yeah, I, I might have even killed Chekhov just to make sure.
1: Yeah, what I love about Chekhov is uh-huh. that what we know so now, so Winfield turned, uh, turns the, the phase on himself and dies. Yes. And at the same exact time, or like just immediately after, then Chekhov screams in pain, puts his head hand up to his ear, collapses. Yes. And then, the you know,
0: everybody's favorite, you know, little pet. The little bug comes out of the ear.
1: Yeah. Now, um, why?
0: There's no reason for this. Right. I just have,
1: well, there is a reason.
0: Well, I guess the reason would be that it's now it's this is the part of the the, the next part of the infection that you get. Right? No. No?
1: I don't think so. Well, okay. maybe I'm wrong. I okay. think it's just because it's Chekhov.
0: Oh, yeah. You're, you're right. It is. That's, that's, yeah, it check off. You're right. That's correct. You're you're a million percent correct. That is right. right because, okay, at this if that's happening to to Chekhov, then he should be, the next thing that should happen for him is insanity and death, right? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're right. The right, bug, like the bug, just leaves his ear, and they they kill it, and then that's that. You're right. And then he's well, okay. If we want to come up with a logical reason, here's one possibility. Give it to is me.
1: that he's not on the planet, mm-hmm. so you know he's you know he's a guy that is well rested, well fed. You know, takes his, you know, antibiotics and things <laughs> like that. So maybe he has an advantage over the the con people that are living on the planet when those things are attacking.
0: Well, OK, but also let's put this. I'm in, making it up. But all, right, I I, all right. All right. I understand. That's fair. Let, let me okay. tra- I'll, I'll toss this at you as well, is that uh-huh. after this thing comes out of him, um, Chekhov is going to end up. Well, it's actually going to take a couple of hours, but he's going to end up back on the Enterprise where oh, they yeah. can nurse him back to health. Yes. even though it didn't I'm go okay so well, uh, it didn't go so well for uh, you know Scotty's nephew what's his name Preston Preston well yeah. what's the difference uh, there's, a, there's' a big difference difference Why? Is, the difference is is that Preston we only met him've we never seen before we've <laughs> never seen him before Preston is there to give us uh, a death that we're gonna feel even though yeah. we won't really feel it from the real crew we're, we're okay. gonna give you a guy and then we're gonna take him away
1: by the way they added extra scenes for Preston. So that they, we, we, we would try to feel something for him. But initially, mm-hmm. you know, in the first cut, there wasn't a lot of Preston. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. The, the, Not that there was ever a lot of Preston, but, you know, it, he it, actually had some more lines, you know, in the in the, the At least in Scott. the cut that we saw.
0: Yeah, the directors. Okay. Yeah, and he was really cheesy, by the way. Uh, I thought so. Yeah. It's, He's like a
1: little dude, and, you know. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: it, yeah. I, he didn't seem like he'd be related to Miss, to, to Scotty. He, he, I agree. Yeah, they needed, a, a, I don't know, a, a manlier dude. Uh, well, Preston, poor Preston, has he already died at this point? Uh, yeah, he's already dead.
1: Okay, so I mean, uh, you know, so the, there is a point there where when Scotty explains how you know he stated his post,
0: oh, yeah, right, that's,
1: that's right. Is, is that why he died? I think it is, right?
0: I, uh, well, that's, I guess, what we're, we're led to believe.
1: Yeah, well, I'm
0: kind of thinking maybe he shouldn't have stated his post. <laughs> how terrible. I don't know. I that's, don't know. I'm not sure what to think not only that. is that terrible, but I thought the same thing.
1: Yeah, Scotty. I know Danny wouldn't have stayed in his
0: post. Oh no, no, no! Danny would have lived. Okay,
1: (laughs) here's what would have like under a desk
0: somewhere. (laughs) I would have been on whatever the first escape pod I could find. So long, (laughs) only room for one in here, fellas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kicking out the women and children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you ever see the episode of Seinfeld where I was uh,
1: just looking at. that
0: With, with Costanza at the party, at the kids' party with the fire. And he's pushing all of the the women and the children out of the way.
1: Yes. Fire, fire, fire.
0: <laughs> and
1: John Favreau is the, is, is the guy that plays the clown. He's the
0: clown. Yes. He, he wants to beat yes. his ass for it, too. Yes. yes okay. Yes, yes. All right. So anyway, back to, uh, I'm sorry, Wrath of Khan. All right. right. So after we, we've taken care of that, Kirk is now going to taunt Khan. He's not gonna let him know. Yeah, you know what? You keep screwing it up. You, you're trying to kill me, but 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 you can't get the job done because Kirk's pissed off now. I Kirk love is pissed when he says, off
1: like a like a bad marksman. You just keep missing the target. That's yeah. such a it's yeah. so well delivered. He's, it's such a great.
0: line. He shatters this whole thing up. This is just total shatner. Stuff I love going it. I on. love it so much. And we all, this is also where we get the uh, the con yell. Con. We we'll get that here. Con.
1: Yeah, now I gotta tell you though, so I was sort of interested in seeing that, right? Right. And I'll tell you this. I it was actually way understated compared to what I thought it was. Oh really? I thought it was much, much louder and bigger and over the top than it was.
0: Oh, that's funny, because it's loud and it's big and it's over the top <laughs> to me. I didn't I didn't think it was that bad. Well, I don't think it's it's not bad, but it is you know, it is. I just what didn't it is. I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. I was like,
1: oh, that's it? I kept because I kept, like, waiting for more. I was like, eh. You uh, know, it was like one echo.
0: Yeah. Okay. It, it is, I did not know there was an echo. I didn't realize it was. I just thought he yelled it. I didn't realize that, that they echoed it.
1: Well, you hear it twice. So yeah, I'm you do.
0: It's you echo. absolutely do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let me see. Where the hell was I? All right. So then everybody that who's still around. So wait, Khan says to him, you know
1: what? I'm just going to leave you there. I've hurt you, yeah. and that's more important.
0: Yeah. yeah. Khan has now decided, all right, I'm just going to leave you here. You left me on a planet. Now I'm just going to leave you on an empty planet. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, let's see how you like it. Yep. <laughs> see, I'll check on you in 15 years. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. <laughs> so everybody who's still around... Uh, now decides to go down the corridor. We're gonna chit chat. We're gonna learn. It's the worst part of the movie. It, it, it is uh, un- unquestionably. We're gonna learn. And that-
1: it is also the worst part of the movie for the director Nicholas Meyer. Oh,
0: he doesn't. He doesn't like this part. He
1: hates the. Uh, so he hates the idea that. So the budget was tight. Yeah, and they couldn't shoot somewhere cool on location to show what Genesis would have looked like, right? Because what's happening here is like we're, you know, now Genesis is being shown what it can do in a in a in a certain area of this planet, right? So you you know, so they walk down into this area and you see all the green leaves and all the all the plants and the fruit and everything, right? Everything coming to life, so it's wonderful. But Meyer was like, you know. This sucks because well, okay, we'll CGI this thing. I never heard of CGI before. Let's see how it comes out. He thought it sucked, and I think it thought I think it sucks
0: too. Yeah, it's it's not great. It is the sort of thing that right now, because I know it's an older movie, I know it's thirty five years ago. Yeah, exactly. It's acceptable. I look at it and I'm, I it, it it didn't bother me.
1: Uh, as, I wonder what it would have been like if you and I were adults watching this in 1982. Oh though. good question, man.
0: Good question. Because because uh, it bothered him. Yeah, you're right.
1: You know. Yeah.
0: All right. So we're we're gonna learn here. This is where we learn that uh, David is Kirk's son. We learned that in.
1: Uh, uh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, that happens. Uh, we also th- because they're just sitting there, right? We're going to and we've got nothing else to do. Uh, Savick is going to ask Kirk again about the Kobayashi Maru.
1: Okay, Well, well, before you get to that, don't gloss over the part about uh, Kirk's son too much. Uh, They actually changed that line.
0: Oh, okay. What do you mean?
1: Yeah. Well, they were – they didn't like the line at first because I think the the original line was, um, uh, why didn't you tell him? So when Kirk is talking to Carol, that's the original line. Okay. And then the execs looked at that and they're like, you know what? This makes him look like – I think this is Barry Diller. Do you know that name, Barry Diller?
0: Yeah, yeah. He would have been like the head of Paramount.
1: Correct. And so I think he's the guy – that it, it's either him or Eisner or maybe the combination of the two. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This makes Kirk look like a deadbeat dad. You, we can't do that. You know? uh... So the line has changed instead from uh, why didn't you tell him? Uh No. Yeah to, yeah, to, why didn't you tell me? Oh, uh, okay. So now he's, he's absolved of any responsibility. Mm-hmm, yes. He didn't know. Yeah. Although I do think that, you know, there's a lot going on in this movie, so I don't want to be too critical at this point, but I do think that, like, they should have been a little bit harsher on this. You know, like, he
0: should have had more conversation with her, like, whoa, I have a son? Like, there should have been more... Well he, he also mentioned things like you wanted me to stay away, which made me think that he knew. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's, because it's, it's, I was under the impression that he knew that he had one. Maybe not not necessarily that it was David. I, I'm listen, not sure. This, the
1: scene where we learn about Kirk's son had to be about Kirk's son, it had to be shot reshot after the film wrapped. So what I just told you, huh. it had to be reshot. So it originally contained the line spoken by Kirk DeCarlo saying, why didn't you tell him? And then it was changed to, why didn't you tell me? OK. So I think because it was reshot after the movie was done, uh, that that's that. why they didn't they don't do a better job of. You.
0: Yeah. OK. Exposition around it. I'm with that. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate. It is. unfortunate. But it's OK. Uh, yeah. These are uh, any complaints, honestly, are going to be in the minor category, man. Uh,
1: well yeah. especially yeah, as as good as this movie is, yeah. absolutely
0: yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, okay, so yeah it's it, it's on par with uh my opening credits complaint, you know
1: I would say this yeah. that maybe they just packed that uh, too much shit into this movie, like maybe that's something they shouldn't have done. I'm only thinking about it now know. for the first time, yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah, you know what um that's kind of a that's kind of a huge deal. And maybe they could have saved that for a future movie. Although when they went into this movie, they didn't know they were doing another. So anyway, let's move on.
0: All right. Let's move on. Uh, yep. Savick is going to ask Kirk, hey, just tell me, how'd you beat the Kobayashi Maru? And what we learn is that Kirk reprogrammed the computers.
2: Will you tell me what you did? I would really like to know. Lieutenant, you are looking at the only Starfleet cadet who ever beat the no-win scenario. How?
0: I reprogrammed the simulation so it was possible to rescue the ship. What? He cheated. I changed the conditions of the test. Essentially, he cheated. And it's because he doesn't believe in no-win scenarios. Come on. He doesn't like to lose. Unlike you, Mr. Savick. Unlike you, Mr. Savick. That's right. (laughs) And also... Further proof that Kirk doesn't like to, to lose is that, uh, oh, it's been two hours. Now we're getting beamed up. Wait a minute. I thought it was two days. No, no, no. I just thought that somebody was probably listening in. So we use a little code. Two Silly days, Savick. two hours. Come on. Come on, Mr. Savick. Pay attention. Yeah. Come on. so now- I love
1: that too. That is so good. I, I, it was only after watching this like the third time around. I mm-hmm. really got that. mmm you know, I'm okay. like, oh, yeah, I can see that they set that up really well. Like, I didn't know, understand, I understood it when I watched it in the theater, yeah. but I felt like I had missed it. Okay. You know, they explained it, but I would missed it. And then I watched it again, and then I watched it a, a third time went, oh, they do, they do explain it. Like, they do, they do,
0: they really set it up pretty well. Okay, so now – they're gonna all beam back to the Enterprise, and Kirk is gonna pop back on on the bridge, and basically we're gonna be ready for battle. Is what we're is really what where we're moving towards.
2: And I I,
0: I kind of think wasn't the Reliant leaving? Weren't they just you know all right, we'll leave you here. So long. Well, yeah. What happened? Well, you know, I guess. Well, I guess you just can't. Some people just can't let things go. Is what happened. There's Khan. You there know? she
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> I can only Im- there's that white whale.
0: I can only imagine just how frustrating it is for that guy who's his, his second in command, that blonde okay. guy. He's got to be so like, oh come on, I, what's the matter with you? <laughs> we can just go.
2: Yep.
0: So, all right. So here's here's what we have, Joey. The Reliant has a speed and a gun advantage here. Okay? So we don't want to engage them necessarily head on. But if, if we head over to this nebula that's close by, that would level the playing field because the shields would be useless and also visually, it, it would be hard to see.
2: Trouble with the nebula, sir, is all that static discharge and gas clouds your tactical display. Visual won't function and shields will be useless. Sauce. For the goose, Mister Savick, the odds will be even.
1: You'd basically just be hey, seeing what's on the this screen, talk. huh? I'm so proud of you.
2: Well,
0: i <laughs> How stupid do you think I am?
1: Well, that's another podcast. Another podcast. We'll have a we'll have a podcast all about how stupid I think you are. I mean, that's a great idea. We can have guest stars. it will be a great thing.
2: No, I don't like that
0: idea. <laughs> right, so, so Kirk is. All right. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna head into this nebula. That's a great idea. And just as he's going into the nebula, he turns to, uh, to Khan and says, "Nah, nah, you can't catch me." He basically goads him into coming in because he wants oh, this. Kirk that's wants it. You know, yeah. he's like, you know what? Let's let's fight. Let's do it. So, against again, his second in command's orders, Khan follows him right into the nebula. No, no, let's not. We can't go in the nebula. The shields won't work. We won't be able to see it. It's a terrible idea. No, no, no. Let's go. Let's go. They're in there. We could go in there. You know, just classic, classic bad guy stuff. So now we're in the nebula, and it's like it's like we're playing hide and seek. You know, oh, yeah. The ships are just kind of you know you see them passing by each other and they don't see each other. You know, One's, one, one is on top of the other. They don't know it. It's kind of cool. You liked it? Yeah, I do okay yeah because I totally get it you know all right we're we're now in a in a dark room. no one can see each other unless you're right in front of each other, okay,
2: okay, okay,
0: so let's i mean they gotta pass each other at some point. I don't know how it is one of those things where we could say, well, the nebula is really big, you know they could go for days without seeing each other. i don't know okay but let's but it it is a movie, so let's let's get to it um yeah. eventually, they do find each other. And the Enterprise has the advantage in this attack here. Okay. The Enterprise- well,
1: Spock tells Kirk that he has the advantage.
0: Oh, okay. Very good. All right. Right? Yes. Yes, he does. So the uh, the Enterprise ends up taking a, some, some more damage as well. All right. So now we've got more of a problem as far as our mobility. But okay. Now the ships again are going to be apart from each other and looking for each other again you know just trying to find each other just floating around and and bl- they're both flying blind and eventually the enterprise is the one that finds the reliant first and just really messes it up just really smacks it around it's so cool when it when it happens uh i see you know you know what's is, what is something really weird is that i i feel bad for the reliant like i feel bad for it as, a, as <laughs> for the ship for the ship yeah i feel bad yeah. for that ship yeah 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 that's cool all mm. right hey
1: Hey, you're becoming a fan.
0: I again I I, I find myself. You are? Emotionally hey, yeah, I'm attached. not doing it, you're listen, doing it. Listen, I'm just telling you I'm emotionally attached to anything, to all kinds of inanimate objects, and it doesn't make any sense. Alright. But nonetheless, yeah, I felt bad for the Reliant as it was getting messed up. <laughs> okay. Alright, so after this this second one, the second encounter, Khan is the only guy left on that ship. He's all mangled. Everybody else seems to be dead. And all right, now we must we must have had victory. Uh, Not quite. We're not quite there, Joey, because Khan, being the fact that he's he's a Shakespearean bad guy, he is going to he is going to now he's going to spout out some Shakespearean style lines. And when I was, this is the part of the movie that I remember so well. When oh, I was a kid. Okay. It's from this point to the end of the movie, so where where he goes ahead and he pulls up that one thing, and it's that big giant metal knob that comes out, and it's got several like layers to it. I always remember that where where he pulls that up, and then he starts turning it.
2: No, Kirk, the game's not over.
0: You know what I'm talking about, where he's setting, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. setting the destruction. Like I, I, As soon as I see this, it just clicks into my head. It's like, oh, I remember all of this. I remember okay. all of this. It was, it was very strange that it popped back into my head uh, this way. And I always thought he was just setting a self-destruct button. And uh, But as it turns out, he's doing an overload to the Genesis thing that, that, he, that he took uh, in the corridor, which I totally did not, I glossed over. And i were just talking about it that uh, he was able to transport that out of there, but uh, he's overloading it in the transporter, and it's going to explode. And, and the explosion's so big, it's going to destroy both ships. And and since the Enterprise is essentially incapacitated, it cannot move, or it can move real, real slow, and it's going to take days to fix it. So it's going to be a bad deal. And also, you know what this made me think of? What's that? This move by Khan reminded me that was his move at the end of Space Seed, was to set the Enterprise to self-destruct. Oh, okay. When he couldn't win, he decided, you know what? No, If I don't win, nobody wins. Yeah, well, he's like that, isn't he, then? Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that was intentional, but it, it felt like it to me. It felt like, oh, yeah, this is one of his moves. Everybody dies. The uh, the Reliant is about to self destruct, and we we know the explosion's so big that uh, th- unless they warp out of there, and they have four minutes. By the way, we got a countdown. We got a four minute countdown. Unless we warp out, we're gonna all die. And well, Mister Scott's like that's well that's impossible. I can't fix this. This is way unfixable. And so Spock decides. And Spock, by the way, not a lot to do in this movie up until now, right. He's just kind of there. We'll uh, talk about it. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, he decides to, to go in, and, and get things done. So he heads down to the engine room, uh, and, and he's about to just wander on into that chamber, which we, we, we now learn. And I wish there was a little bit more explanation of this, but we learned it's full of radiation. So you can't go in there. You know, McCoy, what do you mean? McCoy what do you stops mean him. I wish it was more. I wish it was just uh, that that we knew that beforehand. That you know that that the, the radiation was was more discussed. Like it's only discussed as he's about to walk in there. It's like, oh yeah, you can't go in there. It's full of radiation. I
1: think there's a scene earlier on where they talk about how when they talk about
0: it. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know.
1: Uh, anyway, go ahead.
0: All right, McCoy stops him from going in there. Are you out of your Vulcan mind? Are you out of your
2: Falcon mind? No human can tolerate the radiation that's in there. As you are so fond of observing, Doctor, I am not human. You're not going in there.
0: You can't go in there. It's full of radiation. Anybody will die if they go in there. And, uh, okay. Good point, Doctor. And it's great where you just. Okay, wh- why don't you tell me about how Mr. Scott is doing? Okay, well, now that you've distracted me, and I'll turn the other way. <laughs> He does the good old um, FSNP. Correct. We hadn't seen it the whole movie, but he busts it out right here, does it to McCoy, does the remember thing to his face. Remember. I tell you, you watch the movie, it doesn't seem like that's anything, does it? Did it seem like it was something to you when he does that to McCoy's face? No,
1: no. I, I, I I do remember thinking when I was watching it the first time, I don't know what that means. I'm just watching the movie.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I, I, I was, you know, I wonder, because I saw this with, with, uh, with my daughter, Alexa. I wonder if, if I asked her about that, if she would even re- recall that that happened. I bet she would not. It would just seem like, you know, just something. But did she
1: did. already know about the FSMP at that point?
0: Uh, I, yeah, I think so, because she's watched a few episodes with me. Okay. Yeah. So I I believe she. Yeah. In fact, I know it. I know for a fact she has. Yes. All right. All right. All right. So anyway, he goes ahead and he puts McCoy down and then he just takes he's so cash. He takes Mr. Scott's gloves, wanders on into the room of radiation, uh, pulls off. This looks great, by the way, where he pulls off whatever that giant head is. To the to the engine thing, and then all of that light is coming out of it. All of the, whatever that energy is, or all that radiation right. is just, just pouring out into his face as he's digging his hands in there and he's fixing it. And then, as he's doing it, you've, you've got uh, Scotty yelling, "Get out of there!" You know, McCoy wakes up. He does the exact same thing, but uh, he does fix it, and the Enterprise warps away just before the Reliant explodes, just in the nick of time. And Kirk is like, man, that's Scotty. What a genius. Whew, you you did it again, Mr. Scott. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And then McCoy calls him. He's like, you better get down here. You better get down right now, here Now, wait a minute. Wait
1: a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. I, you say in the nick of time. So what happens to Khan?
0: Oh, Khan. Well, the Reliant explodes. So does Khan. Right. Okay. Yeah. Although, although I got to say, it, Khan did not – we do not know. We do not see if Khan is able to watch the Enterprise speed away. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know that he can. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it. So he's. Uh, so Khan dies thinking that he had won. Probably, the, or at least you know he got his revenge.
1: Yeah, I mean he has those last you know lines where he says, "I spit at the." Yes, all of that stuff. Right? All that. Yeah. yeah.
0: All that stuff. So anyway, so Kirk. Goes down to the engine room and I, I – as I'm watching this, I'm remembering that he's going to take a few steps down and then he's going to slide down the ladder because he's – Why does he a, go
1: down though, Danny? He big goes point down though. there
0: because he notices that Spock is gone. The warp How drive does he was, notice? What is? What, he, what looks is over, the scene? he looks over and he sees that the his chair is empty. Correct. And so he re- – and he just – well, I guess he knows Spock so well that Spock would go and do something crazy like this.
1: Well, especially after what McCoy
0: is sort of – Mm-hmm. Being cryptic about yes, absolutely. And right. all right, and all right. Here's here's going to be a, a rare um, Star Trek the Motion Picture reference. But in Star Trek the Motion Picture, there is a, a part in in that movie where Spock goes and all by himself gets into a, a little jet pack and goes out there to talk to the teacher, t- yeah, whatever that thing is, whatever the giant you know space computer that's causing the problem yeah. in that movie. And he does it all by himself. He doesn't tell anybody. It's just like I, I think this is the, the way to solve the problem, and if I tell other people they're going to stop me, so i got to go do this. And okay. that's exactly what happens here. If I tell people about this, I can fix this. If I do, I'm, I'm going to die. But if I, I – I, it, it has to be done. So he goes and he does this, and I think Kirk knows that's exactly the kind of thing that Spock would do. So, yeah, he rushes down there. He does that slide down the the, the, the ladder that I remember, and I – you know. He sees Spock in the engine in, in, in that terrible chamber room And he goes to rush in there And they gotta hold him back This might be my favorite moment of the movie Where they gotta hold him back Okay And and and, and uh, he stops when Scotty tells him He's dead already That line gets me No!
2: You'll flood the whole compartment to die. die He's dead already Yeah
0: and So now we're gonna have a sad scene as uh, Spock, who is all messed up from the radiation. He can't even see as he walks into the uh, the glass wall. Or the, the... It's not probably not glass, whatever the hell it is. Clear wall. And, uh, and we have that, that emotional conversation that, that is a callback to the conversation that they had earlier. Right. The uh, needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. The needs of the many outweigh...
2: The means of the few.
0: Or the one. Spock will always has thought of himself and always shall be your friend. It's all that. And then he dies. And uh, then we're going to have a, a funeral for, for Spock. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to have some... Uh, I don't think that Spock necessarily would have wanted bagpipes playing. I just have the feeling that maybe... I'm sure he probably would have said whatever makes you feel better, I guess. He probably right. he probably would have been indifferent. But, yep. Uh, I'm guessing <laughs> bagpipes. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so we're gonna put him in this. Uh, How nice, about
1: Kirk's? Um,
0: his, you know, his
1: eulogy his, when he the way he says his was among the most human. Human. And he chokes on the word human. Yeah.
0: Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels, his was the most human. Yeah,
1: that was really good. It's good acting.
0: It was fine. It's good. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then they we're gonna take him and we're gonna shoot him out into the Genesis planet, the planet that's now been overtaken by Genesis. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna put him. And uh, we're gonna have a moment where honestly, where Kirk and David are gonna have a conversation. They're gonna bond a little bit together. Uh, I. Yeah, you're right about that. They should not have it may have been too much because i don't care about this
1: right not in this not in this story
0: no yeah exactly not in this story and they you know what they would have done themselves a little bit of a of a service by if if the, if they had an idea that they were going to make another one and i'm sure they must have had an idea that another one was was a, at least a possibility why not keep david as a character, let's not reveal him to be the son until the next movie. Let's not address that. Let's just have him as a, a an assistant and maybe there's some sort of connection and we think about it. But this whole idea, like honestly, especially right after we're all dealing with the death of Spock and what a what a huge heavy moment that is, no one cares about this.
1: Right? It's yeah. so true.
0: And then now now we're done. Unless unless yeah. there's something else that I'm missing here that you want me to toss in.
1: Uh you know, well, I mean, it's uh, all the different storylines that they hit on. This this movie so um, tightly written, so well written. You know, now we get to the end where, you know, Kirk is becoming more okay with his mortality uh, or his aging, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, where he had huge issues with it before. Um, sure, there's the reconciliation with his son. Um, but I don't know. Um, the movie does end with hope, mm-hmm. which is what Star Trek is supposed to be about. I think you're slowly starting to get, get to that point. and I don't mean that like you're slow you're slow. I'm just saying like as know. you become as you learn more and more about the show while we're attempting track together, you know, I hope that what you'll get is that this that the movie or the, the, the concept is really all about hope. Well, And I'll, so I think that the show that, that this movie ends with
0: hope. Well, I- I'll tell you, um, you've been pointing out my slowness the entire show. By- oh, ah! Yeah. Ah! Oh. Pretty much. At every turn. When are we going to bond as, as brother and brother? When will that happen? Again. Maybe Star Trek Eight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's the undiscovered country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. Where-, where do we go, here? Do we just uh, have a little conversation about the movie itself? Let's discuss our, our well, thoughts I, about the movie because I've got some thoughts and opinions.
1: Well, I'll tell you, um, I fell in love with this movie all over again. I just thought it was so, so cool. And I did not remember thinking that it was so, so cool. I can tell you this, that in the uh, late 90s, my wife, then my girlfriend, I was trying to get her into the show. You of know? course. So you know, I think it was like we were renting um, VHS uh, – episodes from blockbuster i believe at the time living in north dakota um when this was happening and got to the point where like okay now it's time to like watch star trek 2 and that's oh so then i must have watched it then that's probably the last time i watched it from beginning to end Ah, and she cried
0: ah oh that must have been nice
1: it was cool yeah it was very very cool so you know yeah so she cries um You know, so when I watched this movie, I can tell you that I felt something, you know, again, I know what's going to happen, but, you know, (laughs) I, 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 it's, it's just so good. And I just didn't realize how good it was. I knew that I liked it, but until I watched it again, you know, a couple of weeks ago, um, in mid-September, whenever it was, and we're recording this, you know, on uh, October 5th. um, But I, I didn't. I didn't know what to expect. I oh, thought it would okay. be kind of neat, but it was just so amazingly cool to go – for me to step back into the time machine a little bit and like
0: be transported back and go, oh, man, this is kind of cool. Yeah, see. So, so, for, so for you, a lot of it is that you are uh, getting some nostalgia from when you first yeah. saw it.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nostalgia and I'm remembering how I probably felt. Yeah. you know, um, You know? Obviously, I know what's going to come. And that's okay, uh, but but the way the acting was so much better than I thought it was, the writing was so much better than I thought it was, the just uh, like you said, the um, you know the how the ship looked, you yeah. know, the special effects of the of the of the ships fighting against each other were amazing. Looked really good. Looked uh, really really. There's good. this one moment when they finally get the torpedo ready. I don't know if you remember it, but it's Nicholas Meyer's favorite shot in the movie okay. where the camera's moving down the corridor and like they're pulling oh, yeah. up the grates.
0: Yes, I know that. Yeah, I know that shot exactly.
1: Okay, yep. yeah. So he says that's his favorite shot of the movie. It's mine too, probably. I mean, it's just so everything. It just brings the show so much to life. And I think probably because I haven't really watched this movie in so long and because you and I have
0: been watching the older episodes, yes. that I'm going from that to this. Yes, exactly. I that yeah. that is what what really got for me is I could th- the sets the difference in the sets the difference yeah. in, in what it felt like like it like when I watch the show it feels like a show a lot of times yeah. it feels like a show and this felt like I was in this world
1: it felt like what you're supposed to imagine is real yes is that right
0: yes that's it yeah yeah that is I it. had
1: a similar reaction with uh, with Spider Man two with uh, the Tobey Maguire okay sure actor. I felt like that was so well done yeah. that it, it was like, wow! How did they how did they go from like taking the comics from the from the seventies and, and, and my imagination of what that must have really looked like and turn it into an actual put it up on the, on a film like that for me? And that's what happened here. You know, like everything that you thought you could imagine, it went beyond that. You know, like it's there. You're like really freaking seeing it, you are like really getting lost in it. It was so great.
0: All right. All right. Um, My daughter did not cry, by the way, when Spock died. Just want to toss that out there. I'm not sure what. Do
1: you think that's because she didn't have enough time to get fall in love with the character? I, I or... think so.
0: I think so. I mean, she's okay. watched a couple of episodes with me, but she hasn't watched every one of them. So she probably watched maybe. I think she's also
1: kind of tough on that. I think
0: three. I think she's seen maybe three of them. And oh, also, that's not enough. Yeah, and, and there's not a lot of Spock in this movie. Spock basically is a background. You know, he's just there. He's just yep. kind of there, and then yep. he dies you know he yeah. does he does the uh, the heroic thing at the end and so you know because everybody else has seen much more of of this character you know we've seen him in the show. we've seen him in the other movie uh now the the the, the death whenever it happens it has weight you know it has weight because oh my god it's Spock. it's it's one of the main guys it's one of the guys yep. you know? yep. it has yep. the weight that preston could never have it's really <laughs> <laughs> what we have here, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I wish there was a little more of Spock in there uh, for that reason, and also let me let me toss something out at you, Joe. I'm gonna, All right. Um There is no Khan Kirk interaction
2: Ooh, together. Look at you
0: there? Yeah, it, this is one of the reasons why Khan feels like he's in another movie is because. He's on that ship the whole damn time pretty much. And I really wish that the two of them had gotten together. I mean, for for one scene. If they had put them together for one scene and it could have been towards the beginning. It didn't it doesn't necessarily have to be the end conflict, but just to have them together, I think conflict. it would have, would have been so much better. A conflict <laughs> <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yes, we need we need more conflict. Conflict. Uh, yeah.
1: Well, I'm going to address that Go in ahead. our bonus podcast.
0: Okay, that's fine. All right, fine. right. Yes. So yeah, as to uh, the reasons why that was or whatever behind. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I got some good stuff on that.
0: Okay. Now, but for you, just as as somebody who's watched it, did you have that yeah. feeling as well? Did you think about that? I didn't. No, I didn't actually. Ah. It wasn't
1: until I did my research, I went, oh, that's right. That didn't actually happen.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because, I did not notice that. Yeah, because in, in space, see, they're together the whole time. And, and yeah, the, end, right. the end conflict is a big fight between the two of them. And one of the things about Khan is what, what a strong guy he is. Right. And they don't really use that a lot.
1: Well, you know, you, like you said, you get to use the checkoff handle to pick him up.
0: That's, that's all you really got. That's the <laughs> well, only thing that you. And that, yeah. And if that handle
1: isn't there, maybe he doesn't even do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because there's not really a, another good spot to pick him up on that. No, he's no, in like a. Well, it looks like he's in a box. He's walking right. around in just a big giant cardboard box that they've painted. Right. So it's hard to to grab that.
2: <laughs> right.
0: So, yeah, like, you know, you got a character who's five times the strength of a regular guy, at least that's what he said in Space Seed, and he doesn't really get a chance to use that. And I'll, I'll tell you what, you know what else I would have wanted to see? Just put Khan somewhere else because we know he went to the space station and he murdered all those people. I wish we had a scene there.
1: Mm, like walking off of it after they're killed they've killed everybody or something um
0: I would say just before they've killed everybody I would say uh, him- oh, oh,
1: oh I see okay
0: yeah I, I we don't need to see him slicing everybody's throat because we're not trying to make an r rated movie, and I totally get that, and I don't necessarily even want to watch it, but him getting there, walking on that set, interacting with those characters, and you know making his demands, you know we, we could see a little bit of uh him uh a little irrational, a little out of control, n- right. not getting what he wants. You know, we could cut away before, you know, he goes fully crazy and kills everybody. But it would have been, that would have been cool as well. You know, he is very much limited to the reliant, other than the opening scene where he's with Chekhov. Okay. So uh, I wish we could have moved him around a little more. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. So let's wrap this up. Yes. Um, if you – I know you say that you're not going to do a, a rating that counts, but if you were going to get a, assess points, okay. just if, just yeah. if.
0: OK. All right. If I What were. do you think you might do? All right. So now I believe Space Seed and the might both got 12,000 po- – I'm sorry, 1,200 points, right?
1: I think you're right. It was 12,000 points
0: apiece. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that <laughs> sounds about right. so cute I that's, sometimes. sometimes <laughs> hey, I'm just going by what you said. You're adorable. OK. OK. <laughs> So based I'm on
1: adorable, did you just call me adorable? You're
0: adorable. You're so cute. You're, you're so you and your Star Trek love is so cute. Sometimes. <laughs> okay, so uh, if 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 that's twelve hundred points, uh, this would be like ten thousand points. Oh, okay. Yeah, this would be. I would. I was gonna say five. You just you actually it's like, give no. Me it's got to be ten. It's got to be. I 10. think
1: we uh, I think we have episodes that are. Going to be, I don't want to jinx it. Okay, you know my ability to jinx things. I, but I'm aware of my, it. If, <laughs> you, if you think that this movie could give us ten thousand points, yeah, I, I feel so. more hopeful about our project and getting lots of points in some of the episodes to come. Okay, what's going to be different? Obviously, is that we're never going to have the um, special effects.
0: Yes, you know it's, it's the gonna, great
1: coloring and things like that. It's like, Going to be that like, writing the visualization isn't going to be there.
0: Yeah, it's going to be all about the writing be all about that writing
1: I th- well and right the writing the, not just the, but the writing that and like there's two kinds of writing right there, like there's dialogue writing which I love but there's also like writing that's like logical I guess to to court to spot but like logically uh, 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 um sort of like sewing together scenes that make sense yeah sure. right and building Absolutely. drama and tension all and that's that. what you know, and, and, and also makes you think at the same time. And I think that that's what we're going to get from the episodes. And I think we get a lot of that from this from this movie.
0: OK. All right. Fair enough. then. so there you, are, you get 10,000 hypothetical points out of Wrath of Khan. And uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, very glad. And I'm very glad that we did this. Very glad that we did this. Okay, so
1: so I uh, now you know yes. I told you I've done tons and tons of research yes. you know, on this movie. There's so much so many interesting things to talk about. So uh, I, I encourage anybody that's listening to this, any suckers or fools that actually listen to us do this thing Holy from beginning cow. to end
0: Holy cow. to
1: yeah, to to, to 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 join us on the next voyage with our next podcast where we'll be talking about a lot of what happened Uh, in the making of this movie and the things that went on behind
0: the scenes and some of the really cool things that maybe some people don't know about. I am totally looking forward to this. Now, this is basically how we structure all of our shows, in which we break down the episode, and then you give us all of the uh, the backstory. And yeah. uh, this obviously was a movie, so it was a longer breakdown. And I am anticipating a longer and really thorough uh, backstory on this. And we're gonna do it. Movie backstory is is I think maybe one of my favorite. It's vanilla milkshakes and it's movie backstories. So, cool. Yeah, I'm totally looking forward to it.
2: Okay.
1: All right. Great. All right. So um, until the next time.
0: All right. That, and, oh, you know what? Just just to toss this out before we we end, it ha- it happened twice in this movie. It happened twice. Okay. What you're about to say? I only I only know one. Oh, he he said it to Savic. He, sa- he said it to he said it to Savic twice. Oh oh, both. Okay, two times. Two times yes. he tells yes. her. Yes. All right, okay. yes, so let's get out of here. Joey, tell okay. everybody before we leave, tell everybody what uh what they told Savic. Mr. Savic,
2: fans, you've got the con. <laughs>